is a god of the game. What's more hurting? India's performance against Pakistan or our fans' social media performance against our players? Pakistan breaking a 29-year-old voodoo by thrashing India in their T20 World Cup opener. In football, Liverpool felt sorry for Manchester United and let them live with a 5-0 drubbing at Old Trafford. Is this the most boring Clasico out of all the boring Clasicos across the last few seasons? How many red cards to managers are too many red cards in Syria? More F1 and NBA updates and an important IPL update too guys. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Sports Charcha where we are still hungover from all the sporting action yesterday. We wanted to give you guys a garma garam reaction, garma garam opinions on all the matches that happened. And to do that, as always, let's welcome Ishan. Hi guys, what an unbelievably disappointing but good weekend it was for me. Uh, but mixed feelings, but so excited to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, let me just start with uh, if you are an Indian, Manchester United and Barcelona fan, uh, I feel a little sorry for you guys. You must have had a horrible weekend. 24th October, you would never want to revisit in your life. But we will start with India versus Pakistan, the biggest game. Well, Barcelona versus Real Madrid was closely the second biggest game. But when it comes to the uh, significance of the rivalry, India versus Pakistan was big. And even historically speaking, Pakistan for the first time defeated India in a World Cup game. We can finally say goodbye to that Mocha ad. Uh, and I think uh, we have a couple of friends in Dubai who are saying that throughout the streets, cabs, cab drivers and Pakistani fans were playing the Mocha Mocha ad. So meaning, it's it's fine, man. Like, I think Pakistan were such a had such a dominant display yesterday. You know, there are things you associate with the Pakistani cricket team. You know, style, talent, uh, you know, potential. But very rarely, at least in in the last ten years, have you associated mental strength. Uh, they were just mentally strong yesterday. You know, one one fifty two is not a not an easy target. I won't say it's a tough target, but to get it with no wicket down, I mean, that was a demolishing performance, you know, by Pakistan. And I know throughout the years where we've seen Pakistan lose to India, I've never seen India dominate as much. So I think the significance of this victory is huge for Pakistan. Congratulate, congratulations to them. Uh, but let's talk about the details of this game. Uh, you know, quickly, Bala. Uh, what were the what were the pointers uh, that let India down? You know, what was it the team selection? Uh, was it the toss? What do you think? Well, when it comes to team selection, there is only one decision that kind of uh, baffled me. In fact, baffled some of our friends too. That uh, why Ishan Kishan was Ishan Kishan was left out. Uh, he was easily the most informed player. Uh, he played two brilliant innings back to back. One at the warm up game and one against. Uh, DC for Mumbai Indians. So it was a little surprising to not see him in the starting 11. I'm not sure whether that is the only reason. And on the other hand, I honestly felt that the team looked very tired. Uh, there wasn't much of an energy. It felt like they have been playing for a very long time. So to be fair, uh, the core of this team has been out touring since June, end of May, June. 
yeah they played they went to england they played that scene that series then they came directly came to ipl now again directly into world cup t20 so that fatigue might have played a factor but all is not lost it's still the first game there is still a long way to go india are in a fairly easier group uh, if i have to put it that way so there is still chance for us to go through but yeah as you said pakistan was absolutely clinical pakistan executed their plan extremely well uh, they attacked india's weakness very well uh, the pitch played a very important role in fact some of them even said that dew played an important role but i still believe we could have played a little better in the first 5 6 overs losing those two quick wickets didn't help but how good was shaheen afridi man like the balls that got out rohit sharma and especially the ball that got out kl rahul i don't think any batsman in the world could have defended that that being unbelievable because he was making the ball move like you know when when i saw the indian team bowl it was nothing the pitch felt dead the ball was not moving even bumrah couldn't get the ball to move yeah. so meaning it just shows that shaheen on yesterday on that day was just on another level and let's finally end this talk by how amazing babar is like what a classy batsman yeah. what a talent like it's so sad that we don't see pakistan play that often because they don't play so much international uh, cricket uh, but just seeing them bat yesterday i i am a i'm a hardcore india fan but i'm a cricket fan just to see classy bats, batting was just amazing for me yeah if i have to pick only one positive for india from this entire game is virat kohli scoring a 50 i think that's extremely important punt scored an important 40 so those are the positives i will take uh, if i am an indian fan i mean i am an indian fan so i will take that as a positive and uh, it, this is a personal bias the sight of a left arm pace bowler swinging the ball back into a right hander i don't think there is any better view in in world yeah. cricket yes i agree and uh, let's end this with a on a little bit of a sad bitter note uh, post the match as unfortunately as we become very common in today's world of sport and general yeah the social media hate that some of our players received especially mohammad shami i think that was really sad to see yeah. uh, i felt pretty disgusted to be honest uh, and it's so unfair and i am happy that some of our elite ex cricketers sachin for example took a stand uh and defended shami but the sad part is that why do we need people to defend when it's such a like it's so stupid in a way right uh so i really hope cricket becomes better than that because we are seeing indians taking the knee for black lives matter which was a little surprising uh when all of this is happening internally within our country so that was sad yeah yeah that was indeed a very very sore note in fact shami was even attacked before even after the champions trophy finals if i remember correctly 2017 so that's very unfortunate so the cover up other results the world cup actually started with south africa versus australia it was a brilliant game in fact out of the four five games that have been played this is the best game or the closest game that we have seen uh it was a great watch a uh, good game australia won by five wickets then came what was the previous world cup finals but england gave uh, a rollicking like bashing to west indies west indies were all out 55 all out 
uh, England scored that in nine overs. And the other game was Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka uh, thoroughly hammered Bangladesh uh, by chasing 171 runs within 19 overs. And while we are talking today, Afghanistan just hammered Scotland by 130 runs. Mujibir Rahman picked up five wickets. Rashid Khan picked up four wickets. It was a nothing game. So, T20 World Cup has started really well. There are some serious teams playing. So, this is going to be a very, very interesting one. You guys make sure you keep following them. And we will make sure that we will bring the action to you every time we record. And that's about it for this section. In the next section, we will talk about the big European football night. So, enough of T20 cricket. In fact, enough of cricket for time being let's move on to the big european action and let's start at nowhere else we start of course at the old trafford where liverpool created history by defeating manchester united 5-0 there is absolutely nowhere to hide for ole now and see it's not like united suddenly played very badly united have been playing this for a while uh, but I think for the first time they faced a quality opposition who can exploit and show exactly where their weaknesses are and that's what happened like Liverpool and goes to show how much of a crack Ronaldo has been filling for Ole. Yeah and and you know the I think to get to the thing that hurt me the most or was more embarrassing for United fans is that it's not just 5-0 it's that Liverpool at the end literally sympathized with them and let off steam in the last 25 minutes of the game, wherein they could have scored another four goals. It could have been you know, unprecedented, this result, potentially. 5-0, Albert, is also unprecedented at Old Trafford. Uh, it was unbelievable to see. And coming back to how you, you know, you very, very rightly pointed out how, you know, Ronaldo is in somewhat, you know, peppering over the cracks for Ole because Gab Marcotti on, on the ESPN show said it very correctly. If you know, the football game lasted 80 minutes and not 90. This season, Ole would have won just two games. And that is a shocking stat. And those two games were against Newcastle and Leeds. That were the first two games of the season. That's it. So, that is like a definition of something severely failing in the United structure. Uh, a lot of the blame goes to Ole, but I would say a lot of the blame should go to the players as well. Because... It was not that United didn't become amazing because Ronaldo, Varane, and Sancho came. Because without them, they were second in the league last season. Yeah. So something is wrong right now that needs to be fixed immediately because you know the next run of games are not going to get any easier. They're going to play Spurs. They have a must-win game in the Champions League, and then they play City. So it's going to be pivotal that they turn things around right now. But coming back to the game, Bala. Firstly, congratulations, Liverpool uh, is your team conveniently when ba Barcelona are not playing well. So, you switch around with convenience, like a lot of the City fans. Uh, but what? how how did you think uh, Liverpool performed? Meaning, Salah, you, I think you can have, write a paragraph on him alone. But I think the guy for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I was Bobby Firmino. Yeah. Like, he played such a great role as a false nine yesterday. Uh, it brought me back to the two year two years ago when Liverpool won the title. That kind of Firmino form. What do you think? Yeah, Firmino was exceptional, but Salah again, man. Uh, we talked about he scored nine consecutive goals for Liverpool in nine games. He has now scored 
in 10 consecutive games and in this season alone in uh, nine premier league games he has already scored in eight of them 10 goals already is the first ever hat trick scored at old trafford by a visiting player ever in the premier league history and in fact before mohammed salah there was another player who did it back in 2003 in a champions league game remember who that person is in a champions league game ronaldo yes <laughs> So it was 2003 back when a visiting player scored a hat-trick at Old Trafford. So, so that is how Salah has been playing right now. He's been in exceptional form. But you'll have to give credit to the entire team. Nabi Keita had a great game. Unfortunately, had to be uh, subbed off uh, because of that horrible tackle from Pogba for which he was red-carded. We'll talk about Pogba in a little while. So that's the only negative thing that came out of this game. Injuries to Naby Keita and Milner. In fact, if you add Thiago and Fabinho's injury and Javi Elliott, we have had five injuries in the midfield for Liverpool. But hopefully Fabinho will be back for the game against Brighton next week. So it was a great win, a historic win as we have been talking about. Now Ole, uh, you said... They have games against uh, Tottenham. The next game is against Tottenham. Uh, they have to come back with a response. And it's not just a win. There needs to be a performance. There needs to be some steel, some uh, passion in what they do. So otherwise, it's going to be very tough. Uh, and then they have the away game against Atlanta in the Champions League. And right before another international break, they have a home game against Manchester City. Now, if in these three games, irrespective of what happens in the first two games, if they get to see another performance like this against City at Old Trafford, that too, just before an international break, things could get very ugly. And we were going to talk about how Pogba may not renew his contract. It was a very horrible... Did you see... Do you think there is something internal going on between Pogba and Ole? Especially after Pogba made that comment against uh, comment after the Leicester City game. So I think it's two ways. I think there's something internally going on with how Manchester United has probably the board in a way has directed Solskjaer because Pogba has been dilly-dallying over his contract renewal for a while. Uh, the renewal amount and the the renewal is on the table, but he's not been he's not accepted it. And ever since that news came out. Uh, He's been more more often than not put on the bench. And then came that comment after their last defeat before this when, you know, he said that the tactics are wrong and, you know, a lot of things need to change. Uh, so, Pogba obviously has not done himself too many favours. Uh, but I, if I were Ole, I won't blame him for not putting Pogba because we said that they needed to be a little defensive today. If I, you know, I, I have to cut my... Because last weekend, last time when we had the podcast, I said, if Pogba starts, Liverpool will hammer United. He didn't start and Liverpool still hammered United. So, uh, that goes to show what is United and what is Liverpool right now. But he's definitely not going to renew unless, you know, you see the likes of a Zidane coming in to manage, uh, which is unlikely. But there are some Twitter reports saying that he's in Manchester right now. Uh, but... I don't see him staying and I don't think United are trying too hard to keep him. 
So Liverpool are right now in the second position in the table and Manchester United have slipped to seven. So the top three are still the same. Chelsea first, Liverpool second, Man City third, 22, 21, 20 points. And then there is this big crowd between fourth till twelfth. There's like five points separating between fourth till twelfth. All these teams are showing signs of form. Not consistent some teams are, but... This 7-8 teams are going to be very, very fun to watch. There's going to be a lot of shifting and showing around. So, look out for EPL again, guys. Just to couple of quick mentions. Chelsea scored 7 against Norwich. Mason Mount scored a hat-trick. There was another hat-trick. In fact, three hat-tricks in the Premier League this week. For Watford, uh, Joshua King scored a hat-trick against Everton. So, that's about it for EPL this week. El Clasico is probably the oldest and the biggest derby, not just in, in football, but also in the world of sports in terms of sporting rivalry, in terms of geopolitical rivalry. Barcelona and Real Madrid have always been up there. And this game creates a whole lot of hype across the world. In fact, it had two of the best players to have ever played the game were playing against each other. Sadly, they aren't right now, but the hype is still there. However, the actual game that happened showed exactly where these two clubs are right now. Now, I won't call this... Actually, no, even I forget what I won't call this. This is one of the bad Classicos I have seen in terms of the quality of football on display. But from a Real Madrid's perspective, job done. Three points. And uh, I would say, don't count out the great goal Alaba scored. It was an unbelievable finish. Uh, it was a like almost like a striker's goal. But you're right. It was the reason why I would call it not exciting for the neutral or not like the Classico of old. Because I think this was probably one of the most predictable Classicos in recent memory. Literally, every single department, Real Madrid, were stronger. And I'm not even talking about form. Uh, form, obviously, Madrid were better uh, coming into the game in better form. But... You have a better manager, for sure. You have more experienced players. I would say, if man-for-man, man, better players in Real Madrid. So, it never looked too likely. What scared me a little bit before the Clasico was, when the build-up was happening, I saw a jam-packed new camp. And that was something I was actually doubting. I thought that, you know, this might be the disillusioned Barca fan might not show up. But it was packed to the rafters. And I thought that would really push the you know the Barcelona players to some another level but it didn't happen uh, and throughout the game I would I would say they didn't have a clear idea of how to attack uh, Serginho Dest missed an absolute sitter both you and I would have probably scored that goal and that might have changed the face of the game but after that I didn't see any like we could have played for another hour or so or two hours uh, I don't think Barca would have been able to score uh, and get you know get a victory or a result out of this game. So, uh, I think much deserved victory for Real Madrid. But I think for them also, they were not too overtly excited. They, it was just a job done. That's the new age of Real Madrid, I feel, uh, post-Mourinho with Zidane and coming in. It's just about match for match for match. Uh, they're very you know systematic that way. So, it was great. 
Yeah, I agree with that. In fact, the result is something that I can live with. 2-1. Aguero scored his first goal. First goal in a Clasico game. That's pretty important. So, good on him. But other than that, uh, no one actually showed anything that convinced me that this is good. Maybe Gavi here and there. Ansu Fati here and there. But otherwise... As you said, Real Madrid didn't have to get out of the third gear or fourth gear. Now, this is where my question is. Uh, it felt, while I was watching, it felt like uh, Real Madrid were very comfortable and knew that Barcelona can't break them. So, they were kind of well within their limits and not trying to push too hard. Now, is this their peak fitness level? Because again, the midfield was Cruz, Casemiro and Modric. Uh, Ancelotti didn't take any chance. Big game. I'm not going to test Valverde or any other small uh, Camavinga or any other youngsters. Uh, but if ca- can they continue this? Can they sustain this for the rest of the season? See, I think I think they can. The thing is that when Madrid get into a groove, they go into a run, they go into long runs of victories. Like they go into like 15, 20 games unbeaten. That's what they're capable of without playing spectacularly. Yes, they had a great game against Shakhtar, won 5 nil. But they are, they are more the new Real Madrid, I would say, is 1 nil, 2 nil. Functional? Functional. Functional? Get, yeah, you're right. Get functional. But what I was, what I, the big positive for me in that game was that it was not a Benzema game. Benzema actually didn't have a great game. Uh, it was all about the other players. And to see that other players can also show up when it need, when they need to, I think. That holds me in good stead. There are there are no way winning the Champions League. Don't get me wrong. They have no chance, I feel. It'll be a miracle. But La Liga, they've held themselves in good stead. They will get the results out where other teams fail. And Real Madrid just didn't get good news from Camp Nou. In fact, they got good news from other games also. The other top-of-the-table clash between Real Sociedad and Atletico Madrid. Yes, you heard it right. Real Sociedad and Atletico Madrid, top-of-the-table clash, ended in an exciting 2-2. Atletico Madrid again coming back from going down 2-0. This has become a pattern this season. Something's going on. <laughs> and the pattern is who's scoring? Luis Suarez. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm really like quite surprised at how badly uh, Atletico Madrid have been defending this season. Because if there's one thing that defines Colo Simeone's... Uh, Tenure with Atletico Madrid is a sturdy defense, an impenetrable defense. I've never seen Oblak pick the ball at the, from the back of the net so many times in my life that he has in this season. And that's something to be worried about because, you know, uh, this league is going to get harder. Uh, you know, there are big games to play. They have to play Madrid. They have to play, you know, games with Sevilla, etc. And if they can't keep a backline strong... They, they're not the five-goal scoring scoring team. So, uh, they will struggle. Their luck will run out one day like how United's did with Ronaldo not being able to save them. So, uh, I'm worried for them. But personally, outside of this podcast, I'm delighted that they're playing badly. Uh, but, you know, that's just me because it gives us more leverage as Madrid. Uh, but I have one point. I have a question for you, right? Uh, and this is going back to the Barcelona point just one last point before we move on from the La Liga don't you think Aguero now deserves a start over say a Depay because after the you know flurry of goals he had at the beginning of season beginning of the season I'm not seeing I've not seen anything from Depay like nothing 
No, I would say he doesn't have to replace Depay. I mean, Depay, Ansu Fati and Aguero can play up front. I mean, definitely he deserves a place over Luke De Jong. Like, definitely. Anyone. PK can play the striker over Luke De Jong. So, <laughs> so at least he can play as the focal point. So, that might work. Now, the yes. La Liga table right now read like this. Real Sociedad on top. Uh, remember, they have played one game extra. Real Madrid second. One point behind Sociedad. Sevilla had a big win in the weekend. They are on third and Atletico Madrid on fourth. Like La Liga and like EPL, Serie A also had its biggest game of the weekend. It is the Derby the Italia. In fact, this is what we call as the Italian Derby. It's between Inter Milan and Juventus. We expected it to be a boring tight game, which, which it was. And the only difference is we thought Juve will win 1-0, but it was 1-1. Inter, I thought, were robbed. Juve, uh, that penalty was very contentious. I wasn't happy at all. Ah, the old Juve strikes again. Controversial decisions going their way. We've seen it before. Uh, it's happened before so many times. It makes me uncomfortable. But yes, they were robbed. Simone Exaghi got sent off as well. It, By the way, we are talking about an 89th minute penalty that Diabala slotted away to save the game for Juventus. Yeah, it was not a penalty by any means. Uh, it was not. And uh, they will be talking about it. I think they're lucky that the class, the Derby de Italia was on the same day as many other ridiculous results. So it might be, it might go under the cracks. But yeah, this this is what this was a little interesting to see. So yeah, I don't think I think I don't think Juventus would mind this result to be honest. And so would Inter because Inter have not been playing that well. I think they might have also been okay with a draw if you said you know close your eyes. What would you want the result to be? Uh, but 89 minutes on, they were winning the game. So yeah. I think that was the highlight of the game for me. Nothing else. So, talking about uh, coaches getting red carded, we had another game where both the coaches got red carded. It was the Roma versus Napoli game. Both Mourinho and Spalletti both were red carded for different reasons, for different contexts altogether. They both were fighting against each other. <laughs> I mean, this was a boring game. See, we said Mourinho will start so many defenders. He's never going to let a goal go. It ended nil-nil. Roma at home had about 30% position. Uh, if I'm not wrong, the room media is already ripping him apart. But I don't think he cares. But this wasn't a great game to watch. But Napoli, still unbeaten. They are, they are continuing their run. So it's good for them. So hopefully Napoli stays like this and takes it really close. Now, they are still on top after nine games. Followed by AC Milan, who's continuing their impressive run, actually. They have been very consistent. Third is Inter Milan and fourth is Roma, thanks to that draw. If it was Classico in La Liga, it was El Clasique in Liga. Yes, it was the big game between Marseille and PSG. It ended in a boring nil-nil draw. The game was really not that great. Apart from Hakimi's red card, nothing really happened in the game. In fact, because of that, PSG went down to 10 men and they had to defend. And even Messi pretty much defended very well for PSG in that game. Look, I predicted the game wouldn't even get completed, wouldn't even cross the 90 minutes because of... <laughs> the fan troubles that we have seen over the last two three months in 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 uh, in France, 
Uh, but the game did finish thanks to some really tight security. I mean, if you guys could catch up on the highlights or some of the photos uh, you can catch online, uh, you could see Neymar taking a free kick surrounded by policemen holding those riot guards and everything. So it was a sight to witness. But anyways, as I said, this match wasn't great. And also it didn't make any difference in terms of the league position. PSG are still way on top. And uh, they look comfortable to wrap this league season as well. That's enough for football and cricket. So we move on to F1 action. The US Grand Prix. Verstappen, impressive. Great win, right? It was a great win. Uh, I saw the highlights because the because it was because it was in Austin. It was like really late at night, and I almost I did a I had overdosed on sport yesterday. So I saw the highlights this morning. An unbelievable race by Verstappen because Hamilton for the majority of the race was putting so much pressure on Verstappen. Uh, so that was unbelievable levels of con- concentration from him uh, for a youngster like him. And great, like a great result for. Uh, the uh, the Red Bull because this was a must needed win to get get some gap between Hamilton and Verstappen. It was also a great result for the as a constructor because you had Perez finishing sec the uh, finishing third as well, getting on a podium after a while because it's been quite a disappointing season for him. So yeah, so it was a, I I would say an all round a great weekend for the Red Bull. Hamilton obviously came second, but yeah. Uh, not too much drama in the race. Actually, it was quite a quite a steady regular race. Uh, Leclerc showed showed a great uh, value of himself. Like he finished fourth, which was good for him. Uh, Ricardo finished Ricardo finished fifth for the McLaren. Uh, great result because he didn't start uh, near. He started at the back of the line. Uh, so yeah, it was a great result for Red Bull. Looking forward to the next races. Yeah, the next race is on eighth November. It's the uh... Mexican Grand Prix and uh, as for the points right now Verstappen is on lead he's on uh, 287 and Hamilton is on 257 so the gap is slightly widening but it's still really close Hamilton can still catch up this time on speed point we have only two major updates in fact the first one came just two three hours back it is the announcement of two new IPL teams yes Lucknow and Ahmedabad are the two new cities who are going to get their own IPL teams the Lucknow team was bought by RPSG group the one who owned the rising Pune super giants for two seasons and the Ahmedabad team was won by a private equity firm called CVC capital so Ishan any interesting bidders that caught your attention it would have been interesting to see the Glazers, uh, the Lancer group take over uh, IPL team. Uh, meaning, Van Der Beek would have had a chance to play for it as the Dutch representative. <laughs> uh, but uh, it would have been fun to see, uh, like how a football, like football or an American football owned, like generally they buy those kind of clubs to run a cricket club. It would have been a very different approach towards cricket. It would have been interesting to see. It could have, I think, would have been quite revolutionary to be because cricket has never had that kind of ownership. Uh, so it would have been interesting for the game. Uh, sadly, it didn't happen. But meaning I'm not too surprised with the two, like CVC is obviously new uh, to this sport. It'll be interesting. They might go you know, very data way, like the Brentford style. Uh, but I don't know how that applies because uh, I think I said that on a group, the Australians 
डोंट कंप्लाई टू डेटा राइट दिल से आज मूड नहीं है खेलने का आईपीएल मेरे को घर जाना है मेरे को बीवी याद आ रही है तो एंड सडनली स्टाक इज यू पेड फाइव मिलियन फॉर स्टाक एंड यूल बी लाइक नो आई वॉन्ट बी एट होम सो I, it'll be good to see Ahmedabad. I'm not too sure because as good as like Pune and Rajkot, right? Those were the two teams when CSK was off. Those were the two teams that were added. So Ahmedabad, I'm guessing for the Narendra Modi Stadium, uh, needs <laughs> yes. to have some IPL games and an IPL final. So I guess it makes sense. <laughs> uh <laughs> very very valid point but that one point you brought in actually it was very interesting uh, it would have been interesting to see an american sports franchise owner running an indian club because uh look they are the stalwarts of how to run a sports franchise of franchise of franchise sport yeah of franchise sport so it will be great to see them bringing in their knowledge their structure to an indian sports franchise it would actually also help the entire ecosystem better so let's see let's see how cvc and rpsg do because sports franchise uh, as you guys have noticed it's a growing business uh, it's an interesting business i mean it's not very new for indian audience and indian public but if you have seen european and american uh, american economy uh, sports plays a very major role and franchise sport uh, plays a significant role in developing sporting talent so i am totally looking forward to more and more teams coming in ipl yeah like just to end this like you to give you an example the most valuable teams in the world uh in the top 5 you have number 1 the dallas cowboys who's an american football team you have the los angeles lakers who's a nba team you have the new york knicks nba team uh new york yankees who are a baseball team so if you're looking at the most valuable most most money making there are primarily all american teams so it would have been very interesting uh to have that kind of an approach into cricket because it's been devoid of it but yeah we never know what the future holds awesome now let's since we are talking about the american franchise sport let's move to probably is nba your favorite american franchise sport well i would say it 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 has been my favorite for the majority of my life but i've been in the last couple of years i've been really following baseball a lot um and you know it's really interested me because when i was a kid uh, espn used to show baseball and at that time the yankees were at their peak so it was great to watch but then they stopped showing it in india so i lost touch uh but then i you know thanks to my playstation i've gotten back in touch with baseball uh i play baseball on the playstation more often than fifa so i know what's happening in the world of baseball now i follow it very closely but nba for me still my favorite american sport and this season has started off pretty interestingly uh if i look at the predictions i gave uh, last week uh i was i gave you know the western type western you know favorites to the warriors and they started amazingly well 3 and 0 to start which is great not a big deal 82 games in the season but they started steph curry is looking like the mvp he is truly a once in a lifetime player the los angeles lakers in fact yesterday uh won their first game after 11 games including preseason so they have really struggled to get a win together because you know too many egos on that side they're almost like a psg too many big players in one team too many old big players in one team uh, so they need some time to gel but they'll get there because they're all champion players they, they'll they'll get over it 
on the east eastern conference you're not seeing too much too much drama happening milwaukee is not started off that well the nets have also not started off but the new york knicks who have a great young squad have started well they are on the top right now of the eastern conference uh still too many games left too early to call but uh some great young youth uh, rookie players uh, watch out for lamelo ball who was a rookie last year from the ball family which is more known for news than basketball uh, but watch out for lamelo ball he's a true talent all right that's great ishan so before we say tata goodbye to everyone why don't you give a quick update on what baseball fans if there are any listeners who are baseball fans can look forward to i think right now uh, the baseball fans in india will probably be me but i'm hoping to grow that by talking about it more often but right now it's the world series finals which is going to start uh, this week i it's a very american thing to do call it a world series when there's just american players <laughs> playing uh, it's a very normal thing uh, nba champs are world champions atlanta braves are playing the houston astros a bit about atlanta braves they are one of the most historic teams uh in uh, baseball because of they were in originally one of the few teams to get you know african american players to start playing uh, and atlanta obviously is dominant in terms of population dominated by african americans uh this their first world series appearance since 1999 so it's been a huge hiatus for them the houston astros uh it's their fourth world series appearance in the last five seasons one of them which they won was marred with controversy due to cheating uh, they were stripped of that title uh, it's a very funny story one day i will have an episode to tell you about how they cheated it's ingenious somebody should do it in cricket it'll be fun uh, but it's going to start this week i'm very excited for it my money is on the atlanta braves they've got a great team they've got freddy freeman who's probably one of the nicest guys in sport who for me is the best player right now so let's see how that goes uh, you can catch it on by downloading an app like how you can do it for nba if you just want to watch the world series and get a taste of baseball all right guys that's about it for episode 42 thank you very much for staying all this time with us we had fun recording it hope you had fun listening to it so next episode we will talk about the remaining t20 matches that's been that's going to happen in the next 2 3 days we have a very good game tomorrow which is new zealand versus pakistan in fact uh, pakistan are fresh after their victory against india will be looking forward to continue their good run and we have another game which is south africa versus west indies both these games lost their first game so they will be looking forward to their first win and we will talk a bit about the efl games and there are some midweek spada liga and seria games are also happening so until then it's bye from bala and bye from ishan guys have a great week Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the rate sports charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate the Jam Room Audio. Bye.